This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What's up, H Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Here's Bulky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 72 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Bulky, alongside my partner, Jeff Blum, who must be enjoying the homestand at this point after a long... Well, you didn't have quite as long a roadie as everybody else did, but still, you must be, in, <laughs> you must be enjoying being in H-Town for a little while, right? No, always do. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, when you have the, the the road trip coming up, well, you just got off a road trip where I was in Oakland. Hmm. And then you have a road trip coming up where you have to go to Cleveland. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. You know, you do enjoy Houston a little bit more. <laughs> you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can hit that up while you're in Cleveland. I don't want to. Man, it, it, it's good, but it's not as good as I felt like it could have been. Oh, I'm sure. That, Are you yeah. kidding? Have you ever I've, been? I've never been. And okay. uh, it's run by Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone, so you know it's going to be total garbage. I'm going to get off on a, <laughs> get off on a far. I'm going okay, to get way off on a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rant in a minute. <laughs> but it fits yeah. how I feel about it because I mean, they, yeah. they, they could. I feel like there could have been more or something. I heard it's a kind of chintzy. I've heard it's kind of chintzy, which wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Anyway, that's. It's neither here nor there. By the way, I need. I see you with your sweet Bleacher Blums lid. I gotta get yeah. me one of those. That is yeah. nice. Yeah, I've got a good buddy at Ramshirts uh, that can hook you up. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it turned that. out good. I don't wear it often enough, to be honest with you. It's pretty sweet. That's, that's yeah, nice. I, I like it. So I have a little story for you before we get going because you've lived with. Uh, many women in your house for a long time. <laughs> and <laughs> um, uh, so the other night, my wife and a couple of her friends were have we were all having dinner. Uh, we we're getting ready to have dinner. They were in the backyard hanging out. And I was in the front yard because we had a, a handyman here who was fixing our sprinklers. This is very boring information. Anyway, I'm in the front and I hear what appears to me to be a horror film coming from the backyard. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard such blood curdling screams in my entire life. So I go run back and I hear my wife yelling my dog's name. And I'm like, oh, no, did he bite somebody? Like, what's going on? I get back there 
my dog is my oldest dog, Frankie, who's a pit bull and just the best dog ever, was literally ripping a rat snake to pieces. Oh, wow. In the backyard. Like a pretty Strong. good, a juvenile, but nevertheless, a pretty, like maybe two and a half, three feet long. I mean, a pretty decent sized Damn. rat snake, which are honestly, rat snakes are good. You know, they, they kill rats mm-hmm. after all. But he had literally snapped it in half. He was covered in blood. His face is covered. <sighs> my, my wife freaked out so hard. They all, they all freaked out and started running towards the house and screaming. That's a lot to take in. It is. And my wife, on her run to try and get in the house, actually ran straight into the pool. And so <laughs> I kept imagining it was like Wiley e. Coyote, you know, running off the cliff and then looking down and holding up the little sign that says, oops, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, so if you're it, just beware, it's springtime and we're in a suburb. We're not like, you know, we're in Oak Forest. We're not exactly, you know, out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. Snakes exist. Just saying. Hey, if, Houston, we know Houston is one of the most diverse cities, both uh, <laughs> in humanity and as far as animals and yes, wildlife. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Hey, there are beavers in Buffalo Bayou. So if you can get, if there are beavers in Buffalo Bayou, then you can absolutely have a rat snake in your backyard. I'm just saying. And honestly, don't kill them. Now, if your dog well, kills them, then do, do yeah. what I did. Throw them, put them in a, uh, shovel them up and toss them over the fence. <laughs> Yeah, we've got green space out here, and we actually have a oh, lake yeah. in, our, in front of our house. But, uh, I mean, I come home, there's possums, raccoons, rabbits, yep. uh, every kind of bird. I mean, it's like a bird sanctuary out here, ducks. Yes. But uh, we have a Catahoula leopard dog, and mm-hmm. she has successfully captured four bunnies. Oh. Two have been saved, two have not been. So, oh, that's yeah. got to be trauma. I'm sure. Oh, man. I, I've got a great picture I should show it to you someday. Just two little bunny feet sticking out of her, her mouth. <laughs> and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, drop, drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, this, this snake had no chance. I mean, we've never actually yeah. witnessed my dog catch anything and murder it other than toys. But hey, he's that cert- instinct. He's capable. Let's just put it that way. There you he go. is absolutely capable. Um, so snakes beware. Stay out of my yard. Just saying. <laughs> I would stay out of my yard if I were you. Uh, okay. Now, with that having been said, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, of course, on YouTube. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Astros. Find me at Jeff Balky and Blummer at Blummer27 all over social media. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel because it's awesome. And, mm-hmm. uh, Thanks to everybody who's given us five stars on Apple. Keep doing that. Give us reviews. Uh, yeah, I'll take the feedback. Um, I had some, you know, I don't know if you saw the Strohs bros. I'm going to give them a shout out. Yeah. Uh, said they've been listening and they really enjoy it. So uh, kudos to them. They're in Nashville. Uh, God help them. Um, but, uh, you know, they're probably, they might get a baseball team soon. Just yeah. saying. I hope they don't switch allegiance. That's all I'm going to say. Like hey, follow the money. <laughs> we do love seeing all your comments. By the way, here's one. Has Blummer ever posted a 20 over par on a single hole? Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> well, Dear God, no. We're gonna, I'll, I'll explain why I asked you that question in a few minutes here. I pick up and meet you on the next tee. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So the ups and downs continue for the Astros. Obviously, kind of a tough loss in the series to the Twins, but... Come back yesterday. Honestly, kind of a gutsy effort yesterday, mm-hmm. considering the fact that they were throwing Renel Blanco out there, his first ever major league start. He goes five and a third, I think, or at least five, I know. 
um, before the bullpen came in and almost predictably shut it down the rest of the way. Um, How big is it to get, I mean, we talked about how they need a six man rotation for this 17 days uh, in a row. What, how big is it that Renel Blanco is able to come in there? I mean, he threw what close to 90 pitches, I think, or maybe a little over 90 pitches. I mean, that's yeah, I a big was, deal. Yeah, I think it was just over 90. And, you know, talking to a couple of coaches before the game and understanding where this bullpen's at and understanding that they're in the middle of the 17 game mm-hmm. in a row stretch, uh, you know, in getting Renel Blanco, you said, if we can give us five, great. If he could give us a little bit more, we'd really appreciate it just because you start to back up that bullpen a little bit. But uh, what he did is exactly what you, you expect that fifth or sixth guy to do in your rotation. Now, in years past, that fifth or sixth guy's been a Christian Hobbit. Javier or a right. Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy. So now you're starting to see that shift in the rotation where some of those other guys are becoming regular. And then you need the Renel Blancos. And oddly enough, Todd Callis, my partner, brought up an amazing number. Mm. So that Renel Blanco at 29 years old is barely the oldest guy in the rotation, yet he made his first big league start uh, last night. So wow. kind of interesting to know that this rotation is young, very strong. And Renel Blanco went out there, like I said, and did exactly what you expect of him. Give me five, keep it, keep us in it, allow our offense to come back and uh, win this ball game and give you enough run support. They did. He gets the dub. The Astros bullpen, like you said, went in shutdown mode from that fifth inning on. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty impressive, but a good, good team win all the way around to support Renel. Yeah, agreed. And I think with Rennell, too, what was great about him is you know, he didn't try to do too much. You know, he he did what he does. Um, got, walked, I think, three, you know, had a few strikeouts, um, kept the ball in play a lot. You know, a lot of ground ball uh, outs for him. Um, he just looked like a guy that was – he didn't look like a guy that was out there going through, you know, like nervous or trying to – you know, it wasn't didn't look like his first start. Obviously, at 29, he's been around a little bit. Um, but having a guy, I mean, because he's a guy that could contribute to you later down the road. You get down the road, yeah. if he has a few good starts here or whatever, get some confidence. He's a guy, we talked about a long reliever uh, out of the bullpen. He's another one of those guys. I mean, the, look, and let's be honest, the bullpen, you know, we, we kind of uh, talked about it a little bit last time because, well, they had a, you know, some, a little bit of failing there with the, uh, with the blowout with Presley giving up the blown save and all that. And Jose Abreu looking, or excuse me, um, Brian Abreu looking pedestrian, let's say, but man, uh, as usual, they just came out there and I mean, here comes Hector Neris again, gave up a walk and then, you know, had the bases loaded and just took everybody out. And then everybody else, including Rafael Montero, it was great to see just mm-hmm. a really really excellent outing again for the bullpen they're really saving this team yeah and it's interesting that dusty's able to give some of those guys days off because you've right. got uh, you know with Renel blanco being inserted into this rotation you have to remove somebody from that bullpen so now you're down to a seven-man bullpen right. and what's great even though you have some guys that maybe have pip- pitched a little bit more than you'd like you know the phil matons right. uh, some of these other guys and you can't go to them in a certain situation you have plenty of guys out there because there's about six six if not all seven guys have been pitching really well even seth martinez even though he gave up a run the other day has done a good job of eating up innings and and coming in and being competitive but uh the fact that abreu came out after that pedestrian outing that you're talking about and was absolutely pissed off he was oh my gosh 99 miles an hour 
And if you know, he, you're going to see flashes of that, and you will see that guy in the postseason because in a 162 game season, you got to pace yourself a little bit. But it was yeah. kind of fun to see that that angry uh, uh, Brian Abreu go out there and deal, and then obviously uh, Ryan Presley's been uh, closing out games at a pretty good yeah. pace too. Yeah, I mean, the only guy we, I mean, we've seen, you know, we saw Parker Mashinsky have some struggles, but I think I want to bring him up just a little bit because what I th- I thought what he did the other night was kind of yeoman's work like he gave up the runs and they but it was kind of one of those games where they didn't look like the offense was going to come through and he just had to take it you know what i mean like he just Mm -hmm. had to take it dusty wasn't going to pull him out of there it was like listen you're just gonna have to get out of the inning and you know he did and i mean he didn't have a good outing but those sometimes you need those kind of outings in a game where you're just like okay this guy's not pitching well, but he's just going to go ahead and stay in. We're going to have to probably take the the L with this, and then, you know, we'll move on. But we're not going to blow up our bullpen, you know, to try and save somebody again. And I, I thought, you know, I, I hate it. Feels terrible to watch the guy in there just like flailing, but he got out of it finally. And you know, and I think that was that was a good thing for the Astros bullpen to be able to say, okay, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have to worry about bringing in a bunch of guys. No, I mean, he's the human reset button, you know, and I mean, there's when you look at this bullpen and you point to a guy who's going to eat the innings and wear it, it it's going to be Parker Mashinsky, unfortunately. And yeah. uh, he went out there and did that, ate up about two and, what, two and a third, two and yeah. two thirds, and uh, kind of pushed back the situation with the bullpen. Seth Martinez came in after him and gave a multi-inning outing. So yeah. you need those guys to go out there and kind of chew things up a little bit and take it on the chin, so to speak. The mm-hmm. numbers aren't going to dictate the pitch well, but there's going to be a lot of respect in that clubhouse. No, I agree with you 100%. Um Interesting note is that the offense obviously looked pretty good yesterday. Um, first of all, who is this Joyce kid that's throwing 103 or Dude. whatever? My goodness. Like 103 consistent. I don't think he threw a pitch under 100 miles an hour. He didn't. When he's up there, he just came in there and just throwing gas. My Lord. Yeah, I call I call guys like him a seat comforter because it makes my seat very comfortable watching him pitch because I don't have to face him. But uh, this is a <laughs> guy. A this guy played with Drew Gilbert at University of Tennessee, and I remember vividly a year ago when Tennessee's in the you know in a super regional or whatever they were doing last mm-hmm. season, and I'm watching highlights and I'm showing it to uh, Todd. I was showing it to TK. I said, "Man, check this dude out!" And all of a sudden, he's buggy whipping 105 mile an hour fastballs, and I'm going, "Dude, this guy's unbelievable!" And next thing you know, the uh, the Angels draft him in the third round. Right. Um, you know, he had Tommy John surgery, so there's question marks around that arm. But if you can catch lightning in a bottle for a couple of years at 103 to 105 miles an hour, Ooh. why not take that chance? And uh, you know, that, that's a that's a actually very smart, very astute pick by mm. the the angels because their back into the bullpen is really what's been causing issues for them winning games late yeah and what is with that delivery my goodness oh, dude, he's like, got that three-quarter arm angle and that ball's running to the arm side forget oh, it man it's just so weird and i like and he has look he had good control last night i mean it wasn't like he was flailing all over the place very impressive not a guy mm-hmm. i would i like i don't want to look i've never stood in a box with a hundred mile an hour pitch coming past me i assume that it would be grounds for me to perhaps wet my pants if it mm-hmm. happened um but 105 good lord i don't even want to drive 105 miles an hour let alone see a baseball coming at me 
<laughs> yeah. No, I faced, uh, I faced, obviously, I faced Billy Wagner, who's throwing yeah. 99 to 100 consistently. And then uh, a young Ubaldo Jimenez, when he came oh. up with Colorado, I got a base hit on 101 miles an hour, Ooh. and I really don't want to ever want to do that again. <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> yeah, I got jammed a little bit. I got jammed and, and kind of forced it into left field, but there was no way I was getting the head out on it. <laughs> Youch. All right. Uh, one note, a little bit about, about offense here is I just saw Alex Bregman. We're finally starting to see Alex Bregman become Alex Bregman. Mm-hmm. This the early season swoon. And in fact, uh, 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 Chandler Rome, our buddy, wrote a story about it today in The Athletic. I also saw on Twitter – Last, I think it was this morning from the Astros locker. In 16 games since May 15th, he has a 931 OPS with three homers and 15 RBIs. His OPS has finally climbed up around 720. He's normally an 850 guy, somewhere in there. So he said he kind of worked it. You know, I, he's a big mechanics guy. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he like one of the things he did was put the bat on his shoulder. Uh, instead of holding up front his ear. I don't know what in the hell that would do. But, uh, you know, look, Bregman's looked really good lately. Uh, have mm-hmm. you seen anything from him other than just, is he swinging better? Like, what have you seen? Uh, just personally, I'm not his hitting coach, and I'm just, a, you know, I'm an observer just like everybody else. But I know that when his stride gets a little bit long and he has, like, hang time on that front leg uh, and it doesn't get down in time, he's late. Um, you talked about the, you know, the bat being on the shoulders. Some, you know, there's a, I think the term is getting slotted. And you want to get that swing in a slot to get through the zone the way you want to. And he's a big slot guy, and I think that's why he's adjusted his hands a little bit to get into that slot a little bit quicker to get to some of those pitches so the stride mm-hmm. has been shortened a little bit the hands are in a better position to fire and i think that you know in 2019 i had a great conversation with him when he was said i'm going to get on top of the plate i'm going to lift to the pull side and uh, he became very successful because it tur- you know it's tough for a lot of the pitchers this these days to pitch inside mm-hmm. and he kind of eliminates that it makes it even tougher by being on top of the plate He's got a short, quick stroke, uh, powerful swing getting through the zone. And you start to turn that middle pitch to an inside pitch, that outside pitch to a middle pitch, and you can start pulling with a little more authority to that pull side. And that's exactly what he's done. And it looked a little bit like he was closer to home plate in last night's ballgame. So maybe that's some of the adjustments he's making. But whatever he's doing, it's paying off. And not to mention, moving him in between Alvarez and Tucker has been beneficial too. Yes, 100%. I think that's a great call. You know, we talked about that maybe last week where we said we feel like Abreu has probably needed to move down. Now, Abreu has been getting – he's been getting some uh, wood on the ball for sure. Now, it hasn't always been paying off for him. He had a big double last night. But he's been hit, He's been getting definitely some better barrel uh, on the baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to ask you, everybody talks about Bregman having a short swing. I hear that all the time. Can you kind of explain what that means to the average person, like what what a short swing is? Um, it's just getting into the zone quickly. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to have a lot of action behind your swing. You know, the, there's loading, there's there's all kinds of things. And what I mean is when you get that foot down, how quickly can you get in the zone? And the comment has always been short to contact, long through contact. And that's how you create backspin. That's how you create a little length or extra exit velocity and good launch angle. And uh, that's basically just all it is. How quickly can I get to the baseball? Because this day and age with everybody throwing 95 plus, it, it's 
it's it's borderline crazy to think about trying to get wood on a bullet, basically. But these guys are good enough to do it. But that's the idea is just be as quick as possible to the contact point. What's remarkable to me is how they turn on it. Like, that's remarkable yeah. to me. It's like it's one thing to, to hit a baseball, you know, to foul one off or whatever, or to hit one the opposite way, getting to it late. But to, to actually turn on a pitch, I mean, that tells me you're – what you're seeing coming out of the guy's hand, your you know knowledge of the game, all that is really all coming into play. Mm-hmm. It's been very impressive for Bregman. I hope it's turning around for Jose Abreu too. It feels a little bit like it is. At least he's making better contact. No, he, his. I mean, as I'm, you know, I haven't checked the numbers, but it feels like the barrel rate's going up. It feels like mm-hmm. the exit velos get, get getting back there a little bit. He shot a ball the other way, you know, that went yeah. foul, but it would have been an opposite field home run if it was three feet further to the left. So, you know, it does feel like things are coming around a little bit with that exit velocity. And the more, you know, you're not going to see the results sometimes, but if you feel like you're making better contact, usually that builds some confidence. So hopefully that's trending in the right direction. Today we get Shohei Otani. Versus Jordan Alvarez. I mean, that is getting. To, by the way, tonight I'm going to be having dinner at Killens in Cyprus with some oh, in-laws. Damn, dude, have some I burnt know. ends for me. I know, and I'm. I'll that game will be on. So believe me, I will be. I mean, Otani Jordan is just. That's the kind of bait. That's exactly what I want to see. Like you know yeah. what? Let's put these guys out there and let them let them have at it. Um, obviously, Fromber on the mound which is great for the Astros because Fromber has been great. Um, And let me just say this about Fromber Valdez. If you create a t-shirt with your face on it (laughs) and you wear it to the game and then give it out to all your teammates, you are king. End of story. You are the coolest guy in the history of cool guys. That is something. Yeah, and and you know he, he he's got that swag. He's he got does. that personality. He backs it up. So why not hand that thing out and have a little <laughs> bit of fun with it? Obviously, the guys in the clubhouse thoroughly enjoy. Oh, you know yeah. what what Fromber brings to the table. We know about the the speaker truck. We know about the yeah. cooler that's got the speakers. <laughs> right. I mean, this dude is nothing but a good time. But it's kind of funny. You know, other people you're like, damn, dude, this guy's kind of kind of kind of cocky and uh, self-centered right. bringing out you know t-shirts of his own but at the same time he just wants everybody <laughs> in on the party that's, <laughs> that's all right. he wants that's you know, exactly he, he's right the dj he's the he's the byob guy he's the he's going to bring the costumes he's going to be like let's have a good time boys um but you know this matchup has happened earlier in the season for fromber with yeah. uh, shohei out in anaheim and he dominated the situation that's right he, he did. went out and punched out 12 angels in eight innings and gave up one earned run compared to Shohei Otani's three. So uh, wow. if we get a rematch like this, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man. La Grasa. He is just mm-hmm. out there. He is. I, I have so much. Like, I don't find that to be, like, cocky. I just find it to be awesome. Like, if I could yeah. walk around with T-shirts of my face on them, I absolutely would do it because it's just hilarious. I mean, who does that, right? I remember the in um, – Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, there's a scene where Paul Rudd is wearing a T-shirt with his face on it. And the the way I remember seeing the outtakes of that or the, the, you know, behind the scenes. And he said that they said, hey, we're going to we want you to wear a T-shirt in this. You can have your choice of all these ones. And he said somebody had just randomly printed (laughs) like a picture of his face on T-shirt. He goes, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) It's like that is it's just pure gold. I love it. I love it. 
So we're a third of the way through the season now. I thought we might talk about some, you know, some good moments, some bad moments, see kind of where we're at. Um, I'm wondering who your biggest, what the biggest pleasant surprise player has been for you this year out of all the guys that have been, that have been out there. One. I don't know if you can pick just one. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Hunter Brown has shown flashes of brilliance, yeah. which has been fun to watch. Uh, Corey Jolks has done a phenomenal job. Mauricio Dubon has done a ph- phenomenal job. Uh, Jake Myers is probably my biggest yes. surprise. Uh, you know, not that I expected Corey Jolks to be who he is. I love who Corey Jolks has become. He's played right. a, a above competent left field, especially here at Minute Maid Park with some of the quirks that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Hunter Brown's got the phenomenal stuff and he's developing. Uh, but Jake Myers, for me, you know, there's a lot of questions. Does he have the confidence? Is he as good as everybody anticipated him being? Because all of his statistics and uh, peripherals data said that he should be a better ball player, and he's starting to show it. So Jake Myers might be at the top of the list for me. Yeah, I, I picked JP France. I picked the mustache because who saw Ooh. this guy coming? Like, I mean, it, what, a, well, what a crazy thing. It is it is crazy, and I don't know if you've if you've gone through the numbers. I haven't. Dug- but let's take a peek at it real quick because yeah. through five starts, he's thrown exactly twenty seven innings and has a four point ERA. If you go down to Luis Garcia, who's out with Tommy John surgery now, who basically he replaced mm-hmm. Garcia through twenty seven innings. Guess what his ERA was? I'm going to guess it had to be in the right around four. It was exactly four. So you haven't wow. missed a beat by having JP France in there. He's done a great job. He really has. And it's just been cool to watch because, you know, this is a guy who obviously, you know, I don't think any, he wasn't on anybody's radar, no. you know, and here he is doing He's what the one saying. that answered the call. Yes. Dubin went on the injured list in AAA, and Forrest Whitley had had something wrong. And JP was like, hey, I'm right here. And he showed up, and he's done a great job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I always think about that with Forrest Whitley and Dubin. And Forrest Whitley was like, he was like, oh, my liver. (laughs) 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 All of a sudden, yeah, that was weird. So, what do you, what, uh, for me also, I look at my most pleasant surprise. Not a player, right? And my first thought is, I just can't believe how the minor leagues keep churning up talent. Like, this is supposed to be a terrible, well, not terrible, it was supposed to be one of the bottom (laughs) tier minor league systems. And yet, here we are with JP France and with uh, Corey Jolks and with Yiner Diaz and with all these guys who are just coming up. And of course, Hunter Brown, we can't forget. But I mean, it's to me, it's just continues to be remarkable, right? That, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, out of seemingly nowhere. And I guess I say nowhere because I don't sit around staring at the minor leagues all day, but it really yeah, none does. None of us can feel. be Steve Sparks. <laughs> exactly. Sparks. Yeah. That guy knows it all. Um, it is, it's just remarkable to me that that's been, that that's been how it's been going. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I can't need- imagine. Well, you're in an organization where you don't need, you know, two or three prospects to come up. And it's great to covet these guys, but the Astros are actually a team who continues to win and just needs a piece here, a piece there, and they come up and perform. But consider the environment you're putting them into, too. You're not expecting them to come up and be the guy or continue to have that prospect and give this team hope. You're just supposed to move in 
play your game and be a part of this organization and win. And I think that alleviates a lot of pressure on a lot of these guys. Who do you think has been the best defensive player so far this year? Jeremy Pena. I 100% agree with you. I'm glad you called that. There's been some great plays in the outfield and, you know, Myers and well, Chaz has been phenomenal, man. He's been great, but Jeremy Pena is just yeah. like a vacuum cleaner at uh, at short. I mean, the guy, he's look, he hasn't hit as well as last year, but defensively he might be better than he was last year. I was actually going to say he might he he should be better. I think the metrics will actually benefit him even more than they did last year because you took away the shift and you're exposing the athleticism right. of a guy like Jeremy Pena. And what's gotten better for me with him is yes, he's getting to baseballs. Yes, he's making the plays, but the arm looks amazing this year for whatever reason. The footwork is great, and he's really starting to let that arm go a little bit. And we're seeing some strength. It's nice, man. He's yeah, he's been phenomenal. Who's your MVP so far? Uh, I mean, how do you not say Jordan Alvarez? The dude's got close to 50 RBIs, and he hasn't gotten an RBI in the last 10 games, it feels like. So, uh, you know, he carried him the first month and a half. He's getting a little more support now, but uh, he's 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 actually he's about to break out because he's had, I think he's three three for his last 30 or something crazy something, you know yeah. he's really kind of been in this funk but uh, at the same time he's close to breaking out the guy guys yeah. as good as he is don't have these slumps for very long and he, he's getting ready to unleash the fury dude I, I when he was when he was up against that flamethrower last night i was like dear god if he hits this ball he it's never good coming swings down. i'm like it's never coming down if he hits it i mean that ball no. might that might that ball might end up in galveston like yeah, reversing I mean, the energy on a 102-mile-an-hour fastball oh, like Jordan can would be epic. I can't even imagine. It'd be, the, it'd be uh, you know, the natural. It'd be, it'd yeah. be ex- exploding uh, lights in the outfield, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, who, who, and who's, who do you think has been the best pitcher out of both relievers and starters? Because I thought about this for a little bit, you know, because Dude. to me, Fromber obviously has been their best starter, you know, and most consistent. But, I mean, when you look at the – pitching there's some guys in there you could argue for in the relief in the uh in among the relief core for sure well i mean phil maton and ryan presley for me are probably the two guys i know presses uh his ERA may not be mm-hmm. that electric number, but in those situations where you need him to close out games, he's been phenomenal. That would be really interesting is to kind of peel back the, the games that he's he's saved yeah. and see, see those numbers. He's probably lights out. But, uh, you know, it's hard to argue against Framber Valdez with everything he's done. And then, uh, of course, you know, the silent assassin that comes uh. out of that bullpen, just stoic and, uh, you know, resting. What do we got? <laughs> resting Phil face or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Uh, Phil Maton. <laughs> Yeah, Phil Maton's been incredible. The I didn't even killer. think. I mean, I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't anticipate just obliteration. You know, he's he reminds me like this year of uh, everything. All right, being assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those at home or who are wondering, yes, we have a an alarm on the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't go try and break it into Blummer's house. There's going to be trouble. No. That's yep. that's yep. awesome, Lummer. Nice um, with Phil May- <laughs> with Phil Maton, man. I'm just glad he, Phil Maton didn't come in after me right there. Jeez. He, he right. He reminds me the the season he's having reminds me a little bit of the Kristavinsky season when he was throwing yeah. those. You know, when he had the uh, the the what, what did they call it the. The change of of, the circle of death, the circle change. That's right. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that season where, like, he's just come out and I mean, he is 
Phil Maton is terrifying in many ways, but especially on the mound, mm-hmm. that guy's just been so good. You know, just so so good on the mound. I love watching it. I think it and it's I think it's great, especially after last year, where a lot of people were like, "Well, he didn't have a great year. He broke his hand because he got mad at his brother, which is you know yeah. just just weird." But it's just a really that's a cool story because, like we've said before, he's a really good dude. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. to have him go out there and just like pitch lights out is awesome. Um. A, cu- a couple of small things I kind of wanted to hit on with you <laughs> before we get out of here. First, I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a story in The Athletic about the San Diego chicken that is absolutely <laughs> spectacular. It is everything you could possibly – apparently, this guy has never shown his face, ever. Wow. In fact, when he's been sued <laughs> – he wore yeah, shows a up paper, in court. He yeah. wore a paper bag over his head in court. I mean, that's dedication to the job right there. And and of course this all it all started he was at a radio station in San Diego. They wanted somebody to dress up in some paper mache costume. He did, <laughs> thinking eventually he'd have an on-air broadcast career. That did not happen, but the Padres loved him so much they kept inviting him back. And over the years he's fought all these battles to be able to win the rights to be the the chicken, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this if, if you if you have a few minutes, it's a long read. Honestly, go to the athletic and read this story because it is amazing. Yeah, no, he's he's turned that into quite the career, and he is just notorious as the San Diego chicken. I mean, and he's and he, he's excellent at it. Yeah, kudos to him for for sticking with the character. And he's seventy. By the way, now, so he's the, you know, now he's talking about possibly passing it on. He's 70 years old. He's been doing this his whole damn life. It's, he's next year will be his 50th year as a damn. chicken. Can you imagine? That's chicken. <laughs> that's a seasoned chicken. I was going to say, look, I'm just going to say that's a chicken you probably don't want to eat. Like that's going to be mm-hmm. real tough. There's going to be a lot of gristle on that but yeah there's gristle everywhere on that thing yeah yeah so also i wanted to ask you if you have seen or played mlb pickle because so mlb pickle is wordle for baseball oh wow it is so i don't play wordle i don't really i don't i mainly do you play wordle yeah yeah well i didn't play it out of spite for a long time because all, everybody I knew was playing Wordle. Well, I'm <laughs> not like, going to post about it. Good Lord. Right. I played my own time, but I'm not posting my stats for the love of Pete. Come yeah, on, I know. And everybody's like, are you playing Wordle? Are Look you playing me, Wordle? Dude, I got it in three, three tries. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Well, apparently MLB Pickle is Wordle for baseball, except instead of words, you're trying to pick players. And so it's active Oof. players. And what they do is they give you certain things like their age. You're like, they won't tell you, but it's like age pit, throws right-handed or, you know, throws right and left hits right and left the team they mm-hmm. play for the division they're in all that kind of stuff. And so if you pick a player and then the light up green, whichever ones you got, right. So I'm not going to lie that yesterday I got it in three. Now, hey. uh, I needed a little bit of help to figure out who uh, bats left-handed in, in the man Major League Baseball because I didn't know all of them. Who am I? I'm not. I'm not Steve Sparks over here. But anyway, MLB Pickle, kind of cool. Um, I've seen a couple of people talking about it recently, uh, jumping on that Wordle trend. 
So uh, yeah. go out there and try out some MLB pickle for yourself. Last thing, and this is what I brought up in the question about you hitting plus 20. So Chad, I don't know if you saw this. Chad Ramey, um, he was on the ninth at Muirfield uh, in the Memorial. And he posted a plus 13 at the ninth. A plus, th- he hit the water three times. What is this, then- tin cup? exactly what i was thinking like what are you doing man a plus 13 he was already plus seven for the day so he wasn't doing great <laughs> but i'm like plus 13 bro you're a professional fire golfer. your caddy fire your swing coach fire yourself get a new club contract i mean that if you're a professional that shouldn't happen that's like i mean what if i struck out 20 times in a row i'd be like dude okay i think i might be done <laughs> i mean Plus 13 at the ninth. I saw the the graphic of it. It was one of those, you know, where it shows all the, where the balls all went, you know, and it was just. Did I it was have like, the puke emoji next to it? Like <laughs> It should have. It should have. <laughs> and I just, honestly, Blummer, as I was reading it, I was just thinking about you going, I wonder what the worst hole Blummer was ever in. And it was just like, I don't care. I'm moving. I'm moving on. Like, did you? Oh, yeah. You if I get to that. like a double bogey, I pick up my golf ball and leave. I'm like, dude, what, what's the point? <laughs> Have you, you ever know, had one I'm that not, just you never even made the green and you're just like, oh, hell with it. I can't. Oh, no. That. I mean, I've, you know, I've gotten in the vicinity of the green, but once I've gotten on the green and I know it's going to be a two putt or something, two, three putt, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I finally made it to the green. Now I'm going to pick it up and I'll hold the flag for you. I'll become everybody else's caddy. <laughs> Can you imagine the guy, the, the foursome behind Chad Ramey? I mean, they're like, dude, clean it up, bro. We're all waiting. Like, it's time to get off the course. We need to get. I got. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. I got to pick up my kids up from school. Like, that's. I just thought of. I saw that. Fire a warning shot up there. Yeah, exactly. Give him a little. Give him a little four and like shoot one. Like, say, listen, you got to get off the course three times in the water. Three times in the water. It's over. Just walk off the course with your dignity. Try to keep your dignity intact. Plus 13. Good Blumer. luck. <laughs> yeah, professional, terrible. professional golfer, a professional golfer with a plus, with a plus 13. I, are you going golfing this weekend? No, probably not. I, I haven't had time, you mm. know, graduations, trying to yeah. recover, uh, you know, doing stuff, but no, I, well, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, next time you get out there, please don't post a plus 13. You're going to ruin our reputation. I won't. <laughs> I only post my Eagles. That's it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Blummer, any final thoughts going into this weekend? I mean, three games still against the Angels. It's a, it's still a, a big series, I think. No, it's a big series. The Astros play well against the Angels. Tonight's going to be a lot of fun watching Fromber mm-hmm. and uh, Shohei get after it again. But uh, I just hope that with this warm weather and, uh, you know, the situation that the Astros are in, hopefully they can continue to run down the Texas Rangers who are absolutely in fuego. Oh, my God. The Rangers, what is the deal with their hitting? I mean, I'm trying to find out. I don't know. Oh, God. Somebody go up there and, like, look, poison their water or something. Do something. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't poison their water. That's a joke. That's a joke. Actually, you know what you could do? Maybe we need to lighten their bats a little. Like, do, you know, tweak their bats a little. Donut on. Slow them down. Man, anything to slow those guys. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with a fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online. Again, a big thanks to all of you guys for listening all across the world. I saw the other day we were we're on the charts in quite a few countries around the world, including Austria, Australia, okay. Great Britain, 
few others. Um, The hills are alive with Believe in Astros. (laughs) Very well played, my friend. Excellent. Um, (laughs) You guys are great liking and subscribing and commenting, obviously. Huge thanks. Also, have a great weekend and happy Pride Month to all my many friends who are celebrating. And uh, we will see you next week. And as always, go Astros. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.